Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, kids. It is uh, what that uh, round number seven for Kevin McCarthy today, and I guess he's made some. Uh, Concessions for a Club for Growth. Like, what the hell does Club for Growth have to do with me? Uh, you know, what? A, anyway, a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts happening with regard to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I guess the first six times were not the charm. Uh, we will see what happens with regard to uh, his nomination for House Speaker. It's kind of funny because so many of us uh, MAGA Republicans, as we're called, you know, we're MAGA fascists and all this stuff. And we've been called names for a number of years. Uh, it is, it's kind of remarkable that Donald Trump, the all-seeing uh, Donald Trump, who we light votive candles to every day, and we literally every day at noon, and I believe four and eight in the morning, we put down our Trump prayer rugs and we point toward Mar-a-Lago in Southern Florida. But no, it didn't work that way. Uh, it's kind of funny. People didn't say, oh, Donald Trump says it's okay. Um, let's go ahead and do it then. Let's go ahead and vote for uh, Kevin McCarthy. It's kind of interesting that way. Nothing against Donald Trump. It's just that maybe we're not as sycophantic as uh, some people say we are, as opposed to Obama supporters who would follow him no matter what he does, or the Democrat Party where people would follow them no matter what they do, including, well, you know, sexualizing children and, and uh, you know, uh, saying that it's okay to give uh, gender-altering uh, pronouns, or, or not pronouns, but, uh, but uh, hormones to kids and have uh, radical surgical surgery. Uh, Democrats are completely down with all. That it's like like lockstep, just marching in lockstep, but not so much with uh, with us. And uh, and I'm going to tell you also these twenty conservatives. Uh, if if the Republican Party has a problem with these twenty conservatives who are simply asking that if Kevin McCarthy is going to be the Speaker of the House, that he adhere to strength uh, strict constitutional principles on the heels of Mitch McConnell screwing us over just two weeks ago, doing what Washington, D.C. always does, and that is turning a deaf ear to the American people and uh, going through with a massive spending package that they didn't want, the American people did not want. You know why this is? Because we're suffering. How about that? Because we are suffering. Washington, D.C. never suffers. R Washington, D.C., the swamp dwellers never feel the same things that you do. They never feel the inflation that you and I do. They never have to worry about a utility bill. I'm not saying all of them, but uh, by and large, Washington, D.C. never has a 10% cut. Washington, D.C. never goes through a 20% or a 50% cut. In me, uh, For me in the last couple of years, hell, I had a couple 100% cuts to my family budget. We had to negotiate through that. Not very easy to do. Not easy to do. You, you lose your house. You do things like that. You have your car repossessed. You have to go shop at Dollar General Store. And uh, the meal tonight will be, uh, you know, hamburger helper without the can hamburger and a can of green beans. How about that? You suppose that uh, anybody in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill has had to have uh, something like that for dinner recently? No, not really. Not really. And it's kind of interesting through all of this. Uh, we're, we're discovering a couple of things. That some uh, Republicans are literally using the same language against the 20 people who are voting against Kevin McCarthy that they left is used against Trump supporters and patriotic Americans for the last seven years minimum. Words like uh, a Taliban 20. 
Uh, Taliban 20, uh, Representative Don Bacon called the McCarthy opponents the Taliban 20. Dan Crenshaw, who you're thinking, man, is a, he's a veteran. He went, he lost his sight in one eye and almost lost his sight in both eyes. A patriotic American who's willing to lay down his life for his fellow man in a foreign battlefield. And he came back and, and it's like, whoa, what, what happened? Complete rhino. Complete political insider. And I'm sorry if we, uh, you know, if we're a little, uh, I don't know, um, uh, pessimistic or or concerned. I hate to tell you this, and, and, and you know, I grew up in a in a uh, very rough uh, childhood. I had a very rough childhood at times. There were some great parts of it. My mother was wonderful, uh, you know, but there were some things going on there. And and I so I witnessed uh, abuse. I witnessed abuse in a number of ways. And and when I see the uh, the uh, swamp uh, and the way they treat us. Uh, it reminds me of an abusive relationship. It, it does, because you know what happens in an abusive relationship? The abuse happens. Uh, the uh, the person who suffers the abuse, uh, you know, suffers it silently. And uh, the abuser stops the abuse briefly to kind of reestablish himself or herself in, uh, in whatever relationship they had and say, uh, you know, give me another shot. I won't hit you this time. And I know that's very uh, uh, tough to say, but I do see a lot of that. And, and I experienced it. All right, so shut up. If you've got a problem with that analogy, I don't care. Uh, I've been through it. I've been in advocacy against uh, violence against women and, and children my entire career. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of that stuff going on in Washington, D.C. And when you have uh, members of our party, you have members of, uh, you know, the, the media who are willing to call people who are just saying, hey, how about this? How about for the first time in 100 years, we just don't rubber stamp the minority leader to become majority leader, particularly after the uh, party uh, under the direction of uh, that person and also so Mitch McConnell really bleep things up, really bleep things up. And then on top of all of it, uh, you know, Mitch McConnell, I like to say that the Democrats, what they like to do is they like to create a mess and then rub your nose in it. And that's what uh, Mitch McConnell did yesterday. Went to Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky Airport, used to live in Cincinnati, love me some Cincinnati, one of the greatest cities in America. By the way, one of the greatest cities in America. I would love to live in Cincinnati. But Mitch McConnell goes there, and they're glad-handed because they spent $1.7 trillion of your money against your will. Against your will. They did it last week. Now, uh, do you suppose that maybe there's a little bit of that kind of uh, uh, leftover uh, resentment from the American people, considering that Congress did the same old, same old, going into uh, a transitional period where a lame-duck session of Congress was happening, and therefore we could have just put a continuing resolution through, but no, man, they decided to throw everything at the wall and do what they do always, and that is to take your money and act like it's theirs and pay off their buddies and make them all rich. That's really what it's all about. Meanwhile, you got people in Washington, D.C. who spend 50 years of their lives like Joe Biden in Washington, D.C., never fix a damned thing. And then yesterday we find out the dear leader, the dear leader, I would just hold on, the dear leader may grace the southern border with his presence. The dear leader may venture forth to acknowledge the southern border. Yeah. Even though we've been screaming, screaming about it for two years, even though 107,000 people, and I do say our best and brightest in America, died of drug overdoses last year, 70% fentanyl. 
All right, twenty to nineteen or twelve to nineteen year olds dying in mass across the country because of a su- open southern border, and all any president with balls would do is if they would say, "Hey, Mexico." Uh, you are a sucker shark on us, all right? Without the United States, you're just another third world hellhole. Nothing against you, uh, you know, people from Mexico. But honestly, seriously, what is Mexico without the United States? You know, a trade partner and all that. I'm not meaning to just completely disparage Mexico. Just the leadership of Mexico. All right, you, you call Mexico and you say, hey, Mexico, here's the deal. You know, we, we had a great relationship for years. And, you know, we uh, we sent a lot of manufacturing there. And, and uh, we, well, certainly, I mean, dear God, uh, if you look at the average American, uh, number one spot for vacation is Mexico because it's affordable. You know, you, you, you very few people go to Turkey. You know, very few people go to uh, uh, Turks and Caicos or whatever the hell because uh, Mexico's right there. That's where my wife and I went for our uh, honeymoon. We went to Mexico, went to Cancun. Yeah, I went to Cancun. And, and what you do is you just tell the leaders of Mexico, hey, 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 here's the deal. Um, seal your border or we stop all trade and uh, travel with Mexico. How's that? How about that? All official business will end with Mexico until you seal the border. And not just our border, the one south of you. Because you're letting people, Mexico's letting people come across the border through their country. And then bussing them up to the border for the final journey. So how about that? How about that we uh, we get a real president in there who says um, uh, all trade, travel, everything ends with Mexico until you seal the border. We'll give you till next week, maybe even two weeks. Might even give you two weeks. But get that done. And, and when you get that done, we can resume everything. Oh, by the way, also, uh, we want to work uh, with you, or not, or not, uh, get some special ops in there, and we want to paint targets on all of these drug lords, uh, manufacturing facilities, and uh, distribution centers and all of these places and their mansions and we want to blow them to kingdom come and just scare the living crap out of them and end all this how about that yeah there is that so dear leader you can go down to uh, mexico and and pretend or down to the border and pretend like you care we all know you don't we all we all know you don't we all know it's a facade like everything else we know there's a reason for why uh, the border is open, and, and it's largely uh, to upset the balance of power in the United States. And now it's leading just into destroying the country altogether. And there's one there's one party in this country that is completely down with all of it, and we know who it is. It is the Democrat Party. Although there are a lot of swamp dwellers like Mitch McConnell who are down with it too, because we are essentially, uh, you know, kind of a. Uh, what, an oligarchy. We have become an oligarchy. We have people who go to Washington, D.C. This all happened really intensely in the last 15, 18 years with Barack Obama moving to uh, D.C., kind of a Manchurian candidate, if you will. He had already written an autobiography before he did anything and made a lot of money off that, did another autobiography and all that, like he's interesting for some reason. Uh, you know, his career started in uh, the Weather Underground headquarters, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dord's uh, sitting area. That's where it all happened, and then he became a candidate, and then he wasn't worth anything. He drive, drive, guy drove a Chrysler 300 and lived in uh, in in, uh, in Chicago, and then all of a sudden, when he leaves office, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And the Clintons, what the hell uh, were the Clintons good for? Joe, uh, big Bill Clinton was making 35K when he was the uh, governor of Arkansas, and uh, and when he leaves Washington, D.C., they got a foundation worth hundreds of millions of dollars, $150 million into the foundation. Foundation after Hillary Clinton signed off on the Uranium One deal uh, from Russian oligarchs. It's weird. And then all of a sudden, uh, Hillary Clinton started spouting this thing called Russian disinformation about uh, the election of 2016, and then everything became Russian disinformation. We're going to get all of that. 
the Russian disinformation thing and the Twitter files. Because if you ever kind of like, where did all this Russian disinformation I mean, never heard that before. Never even heard the word it, disinformation before. Never even heard the word misinformation before. Where'd that all come from? Oh, it was all made up. It was all made up by the Democrat Party, Hillary Clinton, and the deep state, among other things. But uh, we've got a lot of things on the plate. I'm going to get to uh, some audio from uh, uh, my friend Rob Schmidt at Newsmax. Had some great observations about the uh, the the vote that's happening in uh, in the House with regard to the Speaker of the House and uh, and what it really is all about. It, it is not about an, an insurrection, as uh, Brian Kilmeade is calling the 20 people who are against uh, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, literally, Kilmeade said, oh, yeah, they're insurrectionists. So I shouldn't really call them that. I mean, I meant terrorists, all right? So uh, we're going to get to all of this. Your phone calls are welcome here, guys, at 800-922-6680. As the uh, vote is underway, apparently, round number seven for Kevin here on The Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. So are you enjoying uh, Kevin McCarthy's very public uh, colonoscopy? Because I am. I, I love it. I think it's amazing what a colonoscopy can do for you. It can find underlying conditions, you know. Uh, that's what it's I'm going in for one, actually. I'm really excited about it. It's, uh, I don't know if it's going to be virtual or not. We'll, we'll figure that out, but that's what I'm going to do. No, no, just, just to do it because I haven't. I know I should, but don't have any issues. But, you know, maybe that's what a, a colonoscopy is all about. Find some uh, un, un uh, you know, some unresolved issues, maybe uh, maybe some cancers in there in the Republican Party. I don't know. I'm just another analogy that will probably offend somebody, but that's kind of what's going on. For the first time in 100 years, the American people are telling at least 20 uh, Republicans that uh, we're not just going to rubber stamp somebody, particularly after a disappointing midterm. Where uh, at least the uh, the minority leader of the Senate, who's still the minority leader of the Senate, did everything he could to go after uh, MAGA Republicans and cost a bunch of them, probably cost them their races. And then after all of that, made the mess, rubbed your nose in it, signed a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, even though it didn't need to be done against the will of the American people like so many times. And, uh, you know, that's what we're used to. That's what we are used to as conservatives. We are used to, and it, you know this as well as I do, uh, what do uh, Republicans uh, never fail to do? Disappoint, right? How many years have we been saying this? During the, uh, the Bush administration. Uh, the uh, uh, George uh, W. Bush administration. Will he just fight back? Dear, will he just fight back, do something, listen to what we're saying? No, I'm, I'm here to get along. I'm here to get along. And he showed out what a gigantic wimp he was, just like his dad. Sorry, sorry, I'm going to offend more people today. But honestly, uh, that's what this is all about. People are just kind of tired of the same old, same old. They look at Kevin McCarthy, who I've described as a, uh, you know, a, a, a used vinyl siding, maybe even used, yeah, used vinyl siding salesman. It's like you just kind of sit there. If, if Kevin McCarthy were going door-to-door. I mean, nothing against door-to-door salesmen. If that's what you do, nobody really does it. But, but anyway, if Kevin McCarthy came to your door and spoke like he does to you about something he was selling, you'd say, you know, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I, you know, mm, not, not really interested. And, and you'll notice that I haven't said I endorse Kevin McCarthy. I haven't really endorsed anybody. Kind of like Jim Jordan, but Jim Jordan doesn't want the gig. 
Byron Donalds, you know, he's a great guy, by the way. And I think that he is soon to become public enemy number one because he is a black conservative who doesn't give a rat's behind what anybody has to say. And that has been a terrific journey, very short journey from uh, zero to holy crud. This guy could be a major player, maybe, you know, certainly right up there with the top 10 as far as future of the Republican Party. And I think that is absolutely amazing. I know, I know. But we got another vote. It's uh, round number seven for Kevin. Here's Jim Gossett. Every time they vote, it means... Curtains for Kevin. When they take a tote, it seems it's curtains for Kevin. (laughs) He's got no chance to make it. Maybe, I don't know. He ought to give in. Usually six times it's like, yeah, you know. And exit plan should take it. Cause he can't win. He needs some strings. Trade him for a speaker like Scalise or Jim Jordan. Yeah, he doesn't know that thing. Otherwise, the Democrats, you'll be rewarding. They love this, by the way. He should step down just to it. Endless travesty. Cause it's curtains for Kevin McCarthy. part of it. Uh, And this is what's driving the 20 people who are saying that, you know, for the first time in 100 years, we're just not going to rubber stamp this. It's because the American people are saying this. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking. We're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country. And we're fed up with illegal immigration. We're fed up with critical race theory. We're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports. We're fed up with... Now, oddly enough, that is uh, uh, Harriet Hageman. She is a senator from the state of Wyoming that nobody has heard about since he ran and uh, and was uh, actually beat Liz Cheney by 40 points. You know why she did? Because Liz Cheney is a swamp-dwelling insider, son of uh, Dick Cheney, part of a political, uh, another dynasty that is uh, dead now, the, uh, the GW, the Bush dynasty, they're, they're past. And that's what drove the American people. That's what's in the hearts of those who support those 20 Republicans. All of that. We're really tired of the nonsense. Really, really, really tired of the nonsense. And so if Kevin McCarthy has become the Speaker of the House, and and I'm not saying that I say absolutely no to Kevin McCarthy. There are some positive aspects to him. He knows how to play the game. He knows how to pull the levers. But I'm going to tell you, uh, you ain't going to pull anything unless there are some strings attached to it, and that is to go after all of the things that I just talked about. It ain't going to be just about spending. It's going to be about shutting down the nonsense and the corruption and exposing the deep state and draining the damn swamp. That's what it's about. About, guys, here's the numbers: eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. Lots of audio from uh, from Newsmax. Uh, you know more of your thoughts as well. Eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Hey. 
Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert your IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word ROB to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With over 20 years of experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting ROB to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, secure your gold. Start today with the free info kit. There's no obligation to make this request. Just text ROB to 989898. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you would like to vote in our Newsmax poll as uh, who you'd like to see run for president in 2024, uh, whether that be Ron DeSantis or uh, Donald Trump, here's what you need to do. Just text the word EVENT to 39747. EVENT 39747. Uh, let your voice be heard, and then tune into Newsmax for news you can trust. I uh, am a uh, political commentator on Newsmax, and I have a TV show called Rob Carson's What in the World? Which, uh, by the way, uh, Donald Trump says makes me the funniest person on television. I know. I'm as, as surprised as you. I was like, really? Okay, whatever. Anyway, so t- <laughs> text the word event to 39747. That's 39747 to find out. Oh, oh, oh. And then there's a new poll here from the Morning Consult. 2024 uh, GOP primary elections tracker. Let's see. Everybody is saying that Donald Trump is going to lose. Uh, Donald Trump is in the past and all of this stuff. I think, what was it, at, uh, MSNBC yesterday said that Donald Trump is in the past and everything. And so clearly all of this has worked, you know, in combination with the uh, the two impeachments and then uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Whatever happened to that? Or maybe it just happened because it was before the election. Could be that. Could be that. But what are they saying? They're clearly Ron DeSantis out in front here. Hold on, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron DeSantis sits back, back, uh, 11 points from Trump. What, what, what? How is that? The, this is clearly a very, uh, uh, you know, insane uh, right-wing mega terrorist poll or something, right? No, no, it's just people. Yeah, Ron DeSantis is still 11 points back. It's nothing against Ron DeSantis. I like Ron DeSantis. I think he's freaking amazing. I think he's going to be a great two-term president uh, after Donald Trump is another uh, four-year president. I think he'll be, boom, come, I mean, spectacular. So there you go. According to the uh, Morning Consult, 45% of Republican uh, voters, um, uh, they they support Donald Trump as a frontrunner. And uh, Ron DeSantis is number two at uh, 34 then uh, Mike Pence, <laughs> he's never going to be the president. <laughs> he's like a Bush. I mean, it's it's over. Okay, it's he he was over before he was named vice president. Now he's he's uh, what's the term I'm looking for? There's got to be a technical term. Super over. 
Yeah, maybe mega. No, mega over, I think is, is what he is. Uh, DeSantis has made uh, uh, some modest gains in the morning consult poll, uh, and uh, he's made a couple points there, but he's still uh, well behind. So I don't know what it is about Donald Trump. Maybe it's because uh, people just think that, you know, they, they defend him because he actually did what he said he was going to do when he went to Washington, D.C., Things like, I don't know, uh, making uh, Jerusalem the official capital uh, recognized of Israel by the United States, where 50 years of U.S. politicians have been saying they were going to do that. They never did. They just paid lip service to it. And then there was all these posers in Washington, D.C. saying they're pro-life but could have given a rat's behind less about it, literally have allowed uh, the uh, the abortion industry to blossom in this country to the tune of billions and billions of dollars. Uh, and then Donald Trump comes along and says, I'm going to get rid of it i'm gonna get rid of roe v wade oh sure yeah you just keep trying that buddy you you, you keep trying to do that and then he did it he did it it meant a lot to a lot of people a lot of uh, a lot of walmart shoppers out there i think it made a, <laughs> to the rabble as they like to call us the the uh, mega uh, fascists i guess uh back to the uh, sujet du jour at least for now uh and that is uh, kevin mccarthy will he be the house speaker or not here's uh, my friend mr rob schmidt on newsmax last night with a little tee up before interviewing uh, uh, representative jim comer about the biggest fear of some in washington dc and that would be the uh, support of democrats to uh, bring a rhino to the floor as speaker of the house what's happening right now is simply pure gold for democrats though who own of course the media apparatus and are using this moment to convince Americans that Republicans are not a serious party. And more importantly, convince moderates who you need to win anything, especially in a presidential election, that Republicans are not a serious party. I think the chaos is glorious. I think it's about time. Serious party. Biden is using all of this to tell Americans that the Republican Party is divided, that the Republican Party is an embarrassment. Here he was today. It's embarrassing for the country. No, not really. I mean, literally, not, I'm not making a part of this reality that, you know, to be able to... If he says it's embarrassing, then I say we embarrass him even more. Have a Congress that can't function <laughs> yeah. is just embarrassing. We're the greatest nation in the world. How oh, can that be? Shut up. A lot of embarrassing things about that man as well. <laughs> Thank you. But the frustration with Washington, the message of these 20, of course, is a valid one. It's one that we very much agree with. At least I do. The system is corrupt. Yep. The system is broken. Yep. We know that. Yep. The message here is good. The message is not the problem. The problem is the forum. Mm-hmm. And the fact that fresh off what should have been the overwhelming crushing of the leftist moist dream of the class of 1968 was uh, tempered by... Republican leadership in Washington, D.C., to some degree, including Mitch McConnell, who places party and personal fortune over the will of the American people. And he proved that again two weeks ago by passing this omnibus spending bill that nobody wanted. And then yesterday, glad handing a president who's wrecking the country and acting like it was a great thing. That's the big deal right now. And the 20 Americans who are fighting against his, uh, uh, and many of them, will not vote for Kevin McCarthy. They just won't. I don't know how we get past Matt Gates. You know, I don't know how we convince Lauren Boebert. You know, 
There's real. I don't know. But here is a Jim Comer last night talking to Rob Schmidt. The biggest fear right now, and then this is another uh, instance of fear. You know, if we don't decide on Kevin McCarthy, by gosh, then uh, then what's going to happen is the Democrats are going to get a hold of a rhino and they're just going to put her in charge or him in charge. And I'll tell you my fear right now is the Democrats have sat back for two full days and they've watched the Republicans at, at a stalemate. And what I have heard is, is negotiating right now are about 10 or 12 moderate Republicans working with Democrats, not on a Democrat speaker. By the way, AOC poo-pooed this yesterday. Of course, she's not the brightest bulb, but in a way, that's what she said yesterday. I think she was trying to figure out how her garbage disposal works at the same time. But on a Republican speaker, a Republican speaker whose objective is to work with Democrats to get legislation passed. Now, if that happens, everything those 20 members are fighting for is just flushed down the commode because not only are we not going to have conservative legislation, we're going to have more spending. It's only going to get worse. And I think that everyone's made their point. I think both sides can come away with this as uh, declaring a victory. But we've got to move forward. Uh, the they? alternative is... Yeah, okay, then that's fine. But I want uh, strings attached. I want guarantees. I want uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, I want him to be removed if, if we need be. And, and again, when you hear people like Mike Rogers ripping legislative terrorists who keep voting against McCarthy uh, after you and I have been called every name in the book by uh, the mainstream media and by Joe Biden and the Democrat Party forever, uh, it makes us go, well, whoa, 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 wait, wait. The same, they're calling us the same things that our enemies have been calling us to tear us down? Really? Really? It's, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's it's kind of interesting. Uh, this is a little bit Tucker Tucker last night talking about um, uh, uh, the the conservatives supposedly um, uh, like uh, uh, Matt, uh, Crenshaw Dan Crenshaw calling us terrorists. Here's uh, here's uh, Tucker's observations on that. You don't want to be ruled by a man who wears Ukrainian flag lapel pin and lives with Frank Luntz. No problem. Oh, there is that about Kevin McCarthy. He does live with Frank Luntz. They're like buddies. And Frank Luntz is a complete soul, a sellout. We get it. A soul out. Yeah. I, maybe that's more appropriate because, you know, the most important thing that he sold was his soul. Kind of like uh, Joe Scarborough. Let us tell you how he's better than you think he is. Let us try and change your mind. Let us try to convince you. In a normal race, that's what you would do. You but that would, is not yeah. what Kevin McCarthy's team is doing. Instead, like the left, they purport to oppose... They're using threats and fear to force people to support the candidate. Yeah, that's not good. That's why it's doing a face plant. If Dan Crenshaw said, I understand where you're coming from, and we will make sure that Kevin McCarthy signs off on all of these items. And and what it's all about, guys, it, it, it's about spending, it's about out-of-control government, but it's also about abuses and usurpations. You know, when I played the uh, soundbite a little while ago, uh, all of the abuses and usurpations, and, and it, it, we aren't forgetting these things. They're not going anywhere. And we cannot do this anymore. And, and I said, and the reason why all of this is happening is because Donald Trump changed the Republican Party. He did. When is the last time you saw a caravan of 100 miles long outside of Phoenix before an election? When is the last time you saw boat flotillas, 20,000 strong, all over the country supporting a candidate? Meanwhile, Joe Biden literally couldn't get press to cover his campaign events. You know, all of this stuff is cumulative, we, and we realize we've been played. 
and we're not going to be played anymore. We're just sick and tired of it. And then you hear things like this. You hear people like Dan Crenshaw and uh, let's see. Oh, did you watch Brett Bear last night? Brett Bear practically begging Lauren Boebert to uh, to uh, you know uh, vote for Kevin McCarthy. Why? Why are they so down? I don't understand it. But here is uh, here is Joe Scarborough using the same words. About us. James, if Donald Trump just came out and, and gave an endorsement on Truth Social uh, for, for Kevin McCarthy, and a lot of uh, the people, the insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks are... We are insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks. I just love that. Donald Trump's biggest supporters. Uh, do you think that maybe they, they work something out and, uh, and, and McCarthy may get the votes today? Or do you think that these most extreme members are going to be willing? Most extreme? No, it's not most extreme at all. It's about people who are just tired of the same old, same old. 70 plus percent of the American people feel the country is going in the wrong direction. Right now, the only people speaking up, willing to change that direction, are these weirdos and freaks that Joe Scarborough just described. To buck Donald Trump today. Uh, Joe, I never thought I'd say this. It doesn't matter what Donald Trump does. He's a gone pecan. He's a gone pecan. I, what, I, I don't know. Is that supposed to be some sort of colloquial Southern expression? I think most Southerners would be like, gone pecan. I don't think I've ever heard that one before. Uh, but you know, but there you are. Uh, he's convinced that Trump is uh, gone, and that's their biggest dream, right? That they, they they want Trump gone. But hold on, is it, didn't I just do that? Hold on, hold on. I just did that poll. Yeah, and and still, even even in polls that aren't necessarily right leaning, Donald Trump's still out in front by about ten, eleven points. Gone pecan. Well, if he's a gone pecan, why are we even bothering discussing him? Why are the polls still showing he's a front runner? Because uh, wishful thinking doesn't translate the polls. Wishful thinking by people like James Carville who want Donald Trump gone, as everybody on the left has wanted to do for seven years. Wishful thinking ain't going to stop you and me from saying, uh, I want the things that Donald Trump was delivering now. Now. I want them now. And this is your, listen to this. So, uh, you know, you expect me now to uh, listen to somebody like Dan Crenshaw, or somebody like you know whoever calling uh, you know calling uh, these uh, these these twenty Republicans uh, extremists and terrorists. This is the same sort of stuff that we went through in the election cycle from the left and Joe Biden. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. If you think it's going to work, you know, calling us terrorists and all that, then you go right ahead. But it ain't working for me, and it won't. Uh, by the way, right now, according to Newsmax, I got Newsmax going here because I got my little uh, Roku TV here. I don't need cable and everything, and I watch Newsmax on it and John Bachman's show. Uh, right now, Byron Donalds has uh, seven. And, and I'm going to get to Byron Donalds next. He had a brilliant comment yesterday about threats from uh, the GOP establishment. And he gave him a little what fur. He might be emerging as public enemy number one as far as uh, the left is concerned. And we'll get to that. But uh, uh, clearly it's Jeffries and McCarthy and then uh, Byron Donalds still getting votes. So uh, we'll see if things have changed in this seventh round of voting for a new House Speaker. Let's take a break, guys. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. 
his first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yet today, Congressman Dan Crenshaw of Texas, a surrogate for Kevin McCarthy, did. In fact, he did what neocons always do. He labeled anyone who doesn't like a terrorist. Watch. Those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. Oh, they're terrorists now. It's hard not to see the connection, because over the past few years, pretty much every part of the war on terror has been turned against the domestic political enemies. Oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, DHS and the State Department and the DOJ decided to uh, uh, call Trump supporters domestic terrorists. There is, uh, there is that. So pardon for my, uh, my concern. When I hear leaders of the Republican Party calling those who would, uh, you know, just uh, maybe uh, not just rubber stamp Kevin McCarthy as the speaker, uh, branding us terrorists is not a good idea. Here's uh, Brian Kilmeade. This is a little off speaker sound of Brian Kilmeade, I guess, this morning on uh, what the morning show with, uh, I think they do some wonderful barbecue recipes and cookies and stuff in the morning over there. Uh, anyway, here, here, is, uh, here is Brian Kilmeade slipping up. I don't even know why you're using the word, but go ahead. They can discuss ways to get around that and try to come together today at, at noon. Right, but here's the thing. If you pick Jim, just how insincere the insurrectionists are. Oh, what, what, did he just call the 20 Republicans uh, insurrectionists? No, we might, probably shouldn't use that word. The people that don't want to vote for Kevin McCarthy. They McCarthy. would disagree with that word. Saboteurs. 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 So we, oh, saboteurs. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> still me. I probably shouldn't call them saboteurs. All right, I probably shouldn't call them insurrectionists. So they settle on saboteurs. <laughs> That is just, that is so spectacular. Oh, my God, I just love it. And then then there's this. And this is Brian Do- Byron Donaldson. I don't know Byron Donaldson. I think he's a really good guy. I think that he has really uh, uh, exceeded a, a lot of expectations. I, I don't know. I didn't really have any expectations. I, I knew he was a congressman, a freshman, and he just kind of gone to Washington, D.C. and did what he said he's going to do, and he's given him a little what fur is what he's doing, and uh, and the left doesn't like it. And, uh, and of course, 20 people voted for him yesterday as Speaker of the House, and uh, and, and this has got a lot of people's hackles up, including uh, Representative Cory Bush, who is uh, just a just complete moron from St. Louis. Uh, and uh, uh, Chip Roy noticed the historic nature of uh, two black candidates for House Speaker. Yeah, it kind of because Hakeem Jeffries, the uh, Democrat Party, just went ahead a rubber stamp because they just all they care about is not listening to their constituents, not listening to their concerns about the future of the country, direction of the country, because they know the direction they want your country to go into, and that is far left destruction of the country as founded, as proposed and delivered by Barack Obama. That's what they care about. Over here on the Republican side. We don't want that. At least most of us don't. And Byron Donalds is a guy, and he said, you know, and he's, he happens to be a black guy. Generally, what happens when a Republican is a black guy and gets into a position of authority or uh, people start listening to him? Well, of course, they start calling him names like Uncle Tom. And Cory Bush says he's a prop. He's a prop. Yeah, despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name being in the mix is not progress. It's pathetic. That's what she says. That's what she said. <laughs> that's, 
That's what she said. And I think it's kind of funny. And here is Byron Donalds yesterday, and this is another reason I'm, I'm really starting to like this guy even more, talking about uh, being threatened. Does he feel threatened by the pressure in D.C.? Listen to Byron Donalds. This is fantastic. Are you worried about retribution after the fact? There was threats that folks that weren't going to vote for McCarthy would be kicked off committees. Now you put yourself in a, in a pretty public position opposing who, the person that could be, be the speaker. Are you worried about retribution? Man, I'm 6'2", 275. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> that is toxic masculinity at its best. I'm 6'2", 275. I ain't too worried about it. I love that. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free.